All right, let's try that again. Let's try it again. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of PJ Talks. PJ. You're PJ. (laughs) I'm Robert. (laughs) Right? Together, it's PJ Talks. That's it, man. Hey, uh, today's a special day. Today's Good Friday. It is, absolutely. Today's Good Friday, and tell us a little bit about what Good Friday means to anybody who just happened to stumble across this podcast. Yeah, well, for believers, it's 2,000 years of remembering, remembering the death of Jesus, and uh, yeah, our whole faith begins there. And without the crucifixion, we have nothing. So, yeah, today's a day to, to reflect and to remember. Yeah, Sunday's coming and Resurrection's weekend and all that, but I think it's really good to meditate, reflect on Good Friday. I always do uh, on the, uh, the, the sacrifice of Jesus. I read the scriptures and kind of just spend time reflecting about it. So. Easter Love is it. two days away. Two, Actually, oh, technically, man. our first gathering is tomorrow. tomorrow. Right. But are you getting a little antsy, a little nervous? Or, yeah. No, no. I mean, you don't uh, really, you're I'm communicating uh-huh. from video. Uh, yes. I, I'm doing part of the message uh, because of, you know, the multi- multiplication of our campuses. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do some uh, via video, and then the campus pastors are live and bringing it. Now, why can we, today's topic is kind of about communication mm-hmm. and how to public speak and how you write your sermons. But before we get into all the big stuff of right. like the nitty gritty, why right. don't we talk about why it's even important to be a good communicator? Mm-hmm. Can you hit on that? Absolutely. I am convinced, Robert, that, and, and this from a lifetime of just observing and, and studying this issue, but I, I believe that whoever communicates the best wins the day. Uh, it's a proven fact that your, um, your success in business, your success in marriage, your success in, in the church will all be determined by how well do you communicate and public speaking specifically because the person who really can speak well and, and communicate well, uh, they win the day. They do. And uh, so I've studied it all my life. I've studied it from a perspective of uh, the church and and uh, pastors and teachers, but I've also studied in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in Bakersfield, you had one of the biggest business conferences ever. Uh, it really was. And it's always surprised me because Bakersfield is, you know, it's not L.A. or whatever. We're coming up, though. Yeah. We're coming up. Are we? We're about 500,000 now. Okay. We're almost a million. But I wouldn't ever suggest that, that Bakersfield would have no. the premier business conference but the Bakersfield business conference is huge it, it is. i mean we've had presidents come we've had uh, just different diplomats and everything like that it's ten thousand people in one yeah, sitting yeah it's wild it is and what i was going to say is i would go to these and I'd, i would take notes and this is like 20 years ago but i'd watch the communicators who hit it i mean they just hit it out of the ballpark <clears throat> and i would write down what is it uh, what is it that they did that connected with the audience, that really they connected, because that's what communication is. Communication is when uh, it's kind of like the engine of a train backing up to connect to the cars that he's mm. going to take somewhere, right? Yeah. So he backs up, backs up, and then there's this point where this engine connects, and when he connects, then he can take it somewhere, right? That's public speaking. That's communicating. How do you even start to begin to learn that? I mean, I've been told that people are just naturally great public speakers. Yeah, I don't believe that. 
but you did not start off that way. You kind of oh, had no. a stutter problem, right? I did. Yeah. Explain how you worked through that to become a public speaker. Well, for me, I'm, I'm a little old school on um, this is the church, uh, not the marketplace, but in the church. I do believe that God calls, uh, he summons you to be a spokesperson for him. And I, I'm a little old school with that. I think God anoints certain people. <clears throat> and that anointing does absolutely makes up for a lot of um, uh, ineptitude or lack of talent or whatever. That grace goes a long ways. But I believe that anybody, anybody can take their, their communication skills from, from, say, a two up to a four, or from a four to a six, or a five up to even a ten. You can grow into a master communicator, a, a skilled uh, communicator if you learn some basic skills. That's what I believe, and I think I've lived that out. And so that's why, as you know, with uh, the leaders that I raise up, uh, public speaking really is one of the one of the main skills I want you to learn. Yeah. Because if you can learn that, you can touch the masses. You can you can touch like the one or the five or the ten or the five thousand or the fifty thousand. What are some of so, the skills? You said that you can learn the skills. Give me some. Yeah skills that I need to learn. So real quick, but before we go too far down mm -hmm. that road, I was 17 when <clears throat> I'm a senior year, senior in high school. 40 years ago this uh, this spring, I was telling you earlier, crazy. High school reunion, 40th this spring. That's You're out <clears throat> of high school, not that you are 40 years old. Right, exactly. I just want to make that clear to yeah. anybody listening. Right. <laughs> and uh, But in, anyways, I, I was studying to be, uh, I figured I'd go off to college and be an accountant. Uh, that would have been a mistake, but uh, but the Lord called me to be a, a preacher, uh, a speaker for Him, and you know my argument with with the Lord was the same argument that Moses had when God called him to be a spokesperson for Him, and that was God. I stutter when I talk, and when I get in front of people, I get so nervous. I just mm. you know, and the Lord said, No, 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 you're you're going to be a speaker for me. So that's the way my journey began. So that's why when somebody says to me, I don't know, I don't think I could ever be, well, is God calling you? If God's calling you to do this, then who God, who, who, whom God calls, he qualifies. Whom God calls, he qualifies. He'll qualify you. And I think that's what he's done in, in my life. So once you get the calling that you feel this sensing of like, yeah, I need to be a teacher, preacher, communicator, uh, then you can start learning skills. And so I can, uh, I can kind of walk you through that. I want you to walk me through it. I need to learn. Do you? It's school day. <laughs> I should have brought my note and paper, but you know what? I have my phone. Uh -huh. It's 2018. Yeah. I'll take notes. 2018. Here we go. You ready? Yeah. For me, I'm going to really make it a simple. It, this is what I do on most of my messages, what I'm going to tell you. Uh, I'm all about life application. Um, I've heard the great communicators and the so-so communicators, and the difference between the two is one is giving you information. That's the commentators. Mm. But the communicators are giving you inspiration, and they're giving you life application. That's good. In other words, here's, here's the thought of this passage or this whatever it may be, but then you're going to bring people down to action steps. What is Jesus saying, and what are you going to do about it? You know, when Jesus says, Jesus says, um, you know, the, the man that builds his house on the rock, he's talking about the Word of God, is the person that don't, not only hears the Word, it's the person that does the Word. So when I'm speaking to people, when I, you know, no matter if it's a small group, a large group, I'm always thinking through 
what is the Lord saying to us, and what are you going to do about it? That's good. So in other words, in, during the message, it's, it's so what, mm -hmm. and at the, uh, uh, the invitation, it's now what? So what, now what? So what? Why, why is this important? You know, so what? Then at the end, towards the summary of the, the talk, and then at the invitation, where I'm really leading people into a application time, it's, it's now what? Now what are you going to do about it? And the key word for me at the end of the message is will you? And you'll hear me say that a lot at the invitation. Will you do what you heard today? What, what did the Holy Spirit say to you, and will you do it? Wow, that's really cool. Eric Worre, he's a communicator. Mm -hmm. He's uh, uh, for businesses, mm -hmm. and he talks about the if I would you. Every conversation that you have in sales or anything, you want to end it on if I do X, Y, Z, would you do ABC? Mm -hmm. It's exactly what Same you're talking thing. about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Keep going. Je Jesus, Jesus, obviously, he was the master communicator. And one thing about Jesus, we must remember, especially pastors, uh, he wasn't a long-winded speaker. Mm. You study all of Jesus' messages and his sermons in the Bible, they were, they were not long sermons. And, and my experience has been, now there are some that can speak 45 minutes to an hour and keep your attention and take you somewhere. But most pastors, because of our culture, You've got about 30 minutes. Yeah. You've got about 30 minutes, and or you're going to start losing them. Mm -hmm. And then you, you begin to unwind everything you've already, you've already done. You begin to unwind. They're kind of spacing out. And so um, I, I aim, as you know, for the weekend services, we aim for a 30-minute talk. You know, sometimes it's 35, but mostly it's, it's, you know, 28 to 32 minutes because I know I've got that amount of time to get their attention. So my thinking is I'm going to lead them somewhere mm -hmm. to an action step. I'm going to lead them to doing something. Um, last weekend we talked about taking off a mask, not being a hypocrite. That's an actor, you know, someone who's you know, a stage person. And at the end of the message, I'm challenging people, saying, will you take off the mask? And, dude, there was some mask being taken off of that. That's was a great message. Profound, mm -hmm. yeah. So, okay, so that's, that's where I'm going to take them. But the way I begin a talk, I begin, uh, I always want to take that first, like, one minute to connect with the audience on a relational basis. You know, I'm saying to them, um, <clears throat> you know, man, it's good to see you here and glad you showed up. I can't wait to share this with you. And you're making that relational connection. Then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to tell you. And then I tell you what I was going to tell you, and then at the end, I tell you what I told you. And that's the way I think about all of my talks. Today, we're going to talk about such and such. And then I begin to unpack it, and, you know, I spend the, the, the time just telling you what I told you I was going to tell you. Then at the end, I say, and, and, and in summary, here's what we've said today. And then we bring it down to, okay, so what are you going to do about it? That's simple, but I'm telling you, <clears throat> for me, and this is my experience, that kind of public speaking is what changes lives. Uh, I use a lot, as you know, I use a lot of humor. Uh, I use props. Uh, I like uh, video clips. I like a story. You love message elements. I love message, and I know you don't. No, no, no. Hold on. Okay. Time out. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah, I don't have a problem with message elements. Uh-huh. I love message <clears throat> elements. Oh, okay. For me... It's just, and maybe you can help me explain this. Oh, this is perfect. Sure. This is perfect. Go for it. For me, it's the constant nodding of the head. 
I'm looking at the pastor. I, when I come into a communicator, I love to listen to the communicators. Mm-hmm. I don't want my head to deviate from the communicator. Yeah. I want them to captivate me. Sometimes, not always. Mm-hmm. I love video testimonies because those, those get you in the gut. Right. Sometimes message elements that go to the screens are a little unneeded. Right. <clears throat> so that's uh, an age thing. I think, <laughs> and uh, I'm not as knowledgeable as you. No, not. It's not about knowledge. It's uh, there is something about generations speaking to different generations, mm. and there is there is an evolution happening. I will I will give you that there is an evolution, but I say this. I say this. This goes back to the Jesus way of communicating. The Bible says Jesus never spoke without a story, without a parable. Yeah, never. Think of that. So Jesus wasn't pontificating, just like the pontiff giving his speech yeah. and bloviating, making himself look big and bad and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Jesus was always speaking to the needs of people, and he's bringing a life application, but he would always say, hey, look at the birds. Look, you know, look, look at, look at, uh, look, look at the... Um, the mustard seed. The mustard seed, Because they yeah. can relate to that. Exactly. Or he tells, he tells stories about farmers a lot yeah. because they were an agricultural... Uh, society, yeah. right? So if you can share imagery and stories, I always say symbols and stories and scriptures are, are what I'm looking for to, to paint the picture. Um, because Jesus always spoke that way. And I, I have three P's I use uh, uh, when I'm developing my sermon uh, structure outline, and that is the principle, the picture, the point. Say the that again. The principle, the picture, the point. The principle is I'm going to give you three action steps. These are things that's going to help you to take off the mask, to not be a hypocrite, right? And so I'll, I'll say, here's the principle, and I won't say that, but in my head, I'm, here's the action step, the principle of what I'm saying. Then you want to paint the picture of the principle. So the way I do that is through the, the, the biblical narratives, the stories, the symbols, the props, the... I'll do anything to paint the picture for you and not just move your head, yeah. but I will move your heart. Oh, that's good. Okay. And then at the end, I call it the point. So in other words, I give you the principle, I paint the picture, tell the narrative, the story, and then you come back and say, what I'm trying to say is this, and you, you make the point. And then I move to the next principle. And if you look at the way I structure my messages, it's generally along those lines. I'm going to give you the introduction. Here's what we're going to talk about. Then I'm going to give you a, a principle, picture, point of this one. Principle, picture, point. And then if there's three, then it's pr- principle, picture, point. And then I summarize it and I bring us to prayer. Because yeah. the prayer for me as a pastor, not as a, a business person, but as a pastor, a spiritual leader, the most important part of that message is not the message. The most important part of that, that message is the prayer time. Wow. Because that's when you're releasing the power of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, into their lives. And they're making an, uh, a commitment to do what you've been talking about. Yeah. So you're asking for a response. And it's in that prayer time. You can see it, man. People wiping away the tears. And, you know, husbands and wives, boys and gr- boyfriend and girlfriends are, are holding hands. And there's this moving of their hearts. And that's when people change. Question for you. Sure. Going back to the three Ps. You have principle, picture, in point. Mm-hmm. And then you have principle, picture, and point in your sermon. Right. And then you usually have principle, picture, and point. Probably about three, three. points. Yeah. 
<clears throat> sometimes on, four, sometimes two, but but on three. average, right? How do you make it flow between the three P's to the next three P's? That's key. Yeah. Hit me with that. That's uh, that's the segues. Okay, that's the segues, um, and that's where a lot of a lot of communicators don't they don't work hard enough at those transitions. Mm. Transition like okay, so like I've given you this first uh, principle, and I said okay, uh, mask taking off your mask. Um, I'm trying to think of what even the principles were, but uh, I have the the notes. Do you want to look at it? Yeah, no, that's good. That's okay. fine. But here's what I'm saying: when I'm going to segue, I will say, "Hey, you know." So what I just said is this: we want to work hard at not uh, wearing masks. And but there's another thought that I have for you, and it's simply this: not only let's let's work hard at taking off our mask, but also then you go to the point B or the second point. And so, and then I, when I come down to the third one, if you notice, even in my sermon notes, it will. I'll even say review, and I'll hey, as I said. Point number one was this. That's good. Point number two is this. Now I got one more. Before we come to prayer, I want to give you one more thought. Jot this down. That's my segue into that third point. And it just makes it seamless. You just keep yeah. moving from that. And you're, again, remember, communicators are taking somewhere. They go back, they connect, and they're taking these carts. This engine is taking these carts somewhere, right? So I'm taking them on a journey because I know where I want them to go, where I sense the Lord is saying we're going to go. So that, that's what I'm doing. I'm just simply taking them somewhere throughout the message. That's okay, good. Let, me, let me just talk about one more thing, and Hit that is uh, about the spiritual part of this. This is not necessarily to uh, business people mm -hmm. uh, as much as to those of us who are spiritual communicators. This is the spiritual element. This is the part where there are these God moments in a message that you don't foresee. It happens Sunday where you are saying things that, okay, it's not in my notes. They call it extemporaneous. That's a fancy word for saying, I believe, spirit-led. The Holy Spirit prompts you. Some people would even call it a prophetic word, that in a message, there's this prophetic uh, unction, this feeling like, oh my gosh, I gotta say this. And over the years, you just learn to, to discern that this is the Spirit of God. And it happened Sunday, and it, it was a very moving moment where I uh, was in, towards the latter part of the, the message, and I was talking about my upbringing being raised in a very religious church where we wore a lot of masks, and how new life is a place where we don't want to be that way. We yeah. want to take off the religious mask, be real. Yeah. And I said, we want to be like Jesus. And this wasn't in my notes, but I said, Jesus was called the friend of sinners the friend of sinners. He, he hung out with sinners way more than the religious people, the Pharisees. Mm. And here's what Jesus, uh, it says of Jesus, that he was the friend of the tax collectors and the prostitutes. So think about that. Two of the most hated groups of people of that time, the tax collectors, who are Jews working for Rome, and then the prostitutes. And I just said it and, and went on, you know, that was that. Well, at the end of the, the first service, I had a mom and dad ask me to sit down with their daughter, and very beautiful young lady, and I sat down, and then the mom and dad said, hey, we just want her to talk to you, and they walked away. So I'm like, okay, here we go. Anyways, she was weeping, and so, I mean, not crying, just tears just popping out, you know. And she said, you know, you said today we're supposed to take off the mask, and, and she said, uh, you said Jesus is the friend of prostitutes. She said, I've been prostituting myself for the last two years, I'm mm. 17 years old, 
17 years old, and I've been prostituting myself for a drug habit. And she said, I came to church today for the first time, and I hear you up there talking about taking off the mask, getting real, and that Jesus actually will love me in spite of all my, my junk. Oh. That moves me, even now. Mm. Wow. Because as she's sitting there crying, I thought to myself, how many churches would not even allow her to come in the doors because of the way that she was dressed? And um, just thinking through, because we're a safe place, Robert, that, that invite people into this relationship with Jesus, who is the friend of sinners, this young girl just heard her world was was rocked by Jesus and anyways <clears throat> wow that was a moment but I just think it's so important that we are I mean what are we dealing with we're dealing with people's eternities we're dealing with their lives this girl was given hope at 17 because a man of God just simply gave the truth in a way how important is public speaking? How important is communication? Priceless. It's priceless. So I just say to all of you that are listening that, man, especially those of us that are called to speak in the church and or speak out in the community about the things of Jesus, uh, let's take time to really develop our craft. And re by the way, this is another thing. I, I just need to say this, this other thing about, I review every time I speak, even to this day. I'm 57, been doing this for 40 years now, and I still, every time I speak, I will review uh, on, on uh, you know, our uh, online, I will review my talk. Mm -hmm. What worked, what didn't work, what was I like, oh, that was not good. Oh, oh, that was good, that connected, that helped them to get it. Yeah, so. That's good. Okay. I love that little moment. I just want to recap really fast. Okay. Everything that you just said, because You've been hitting fire mm. the last two episodes. I mean, not saying the other 10 episodes weren't <laughs> good. Wow. I, I'm like, I'm really looking at this in a different perspective now because when you talk, I've been writing my notes and you mm -hmm. said everything is all about life application. Mm -hmm. Hit what Jesus is saying and what we're going to do about it. That's it. Lead them to do something. And the way you do that in a very quick recap of the way mm -hmm. is when you start the talk, you start relationally, then you explain what you're going to say, then you go into saying what you're going to say, mm -hmm. and then you're going to recap it, and now you're going to ask them what they're going to do about it. Pretty right. simple? Perfect. Then you are all about symbols, stories, and scriptures. That's it. And then your three Ps, the triple P, <laughs> principle, picture, and point. That's it. I'm holding up four. Principle, <laughs> picture, and point. And then segues. Segways are the most forgotten thing for a communicator, yeah. and that is one of the most important. You can do it by transitioning with a recap. You can do it by transitioning with a one more point or before mm -hmm. I leave you with this. Mm -hmm. Th those were good. I wrote those down. Yeah. And then Holy Spirit moments are all about discerning over time the voice of God. Yeah. Right. And I think that just a, one last thought on that is that as much as I believe in preparation, I also believe that in, in the moment, in the moment that the Holy Spirit who, who lives in us and dwells us, 
he will give you words specifically for that, not necessarily for all three gatherings, but for that particular gathering to a, to a, to a particular person. And that's, I don't, know, I don't know, I don't even know how to teach that other than just say, Holy Spirit, Well, I have a follow-up question okay. to that then. Sure. If something happens, let's say, in the second gathering, and you're like, whoa, that was a Holy Spirit God mm-hmm. moment, the third gathering, do you do it again? Not necessarily. Uh, if I feel like it's, uh, if there's sometimes I, I, I will, you know, it hits me in the first service that I'm going, oh, no, 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 the whole church needs to hear this, mm. then absolutely I will. But there's often times when I know it's just a word to that particular gathering. Yeah, it's someone there. It's somebody there. And uh, I learned that actually from Jack Hayford. Uh, man, gosh, 30, 30, 25 years ago when we first started doing multiple services, I was trying to make every service exactly alike. And Hayford says, well, th- th- I structure, that's cool. He said, but there's God moments in each particular service that you want to be sensitive to. That's not necessarily for the other two or three gatherings or whatever it may be. It's for that particular time because there's a, a person or persons that needs to hear that word. That's good. We have one of his books back here somewhere. You do? Yeah. Love that guy. Well, Pastor. It's good, man. That's a good one. Right? This is all about communication, and yeah. I think that that's key, especially for the people listening, whether you're in the marketplace or whatnot. Yeah. We it. never even touched body language, well, and that's really important. Yeah, we're a little bit over our time. We're, we are. We're going to have to talk about that at another time. <laughs> yeah, we are. But maybe we can do that at Impact Leadership Conference. Oh, Ooh. good segue. You like that nice. segue? Didn't even Boom. work on that. Right, right. No, but we are two weeks out now. Three weeks. The 28th. We're something like that. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Anyway, y'all need to come to this. Yes. I'm going to be yes. there. I'm going to be in the front row with my notepad. Man, Probably not. Wait. I'll be in like the third or fourth row. Yeah. But um, I'm going to be right there with my notepad, listening, hanging on to every word. We have some of the greatest communicators coming. It'll be fun, man. Ephraim Smith. I was going to say, can you edify this man a yeah. little bit? Because he is fire. He is fire. I watched him yeah. on YouTube. I mean, thank God for technology. Right. I literally was like, I've never heard of this guy before. Who is Ephraim Smith? Yeah. Typed him in on YouTube, watched his 30-minute sermon, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. Everything we talked about today about communica- communicators, he is. Uh, and, and and then some. Yeah, he's he's definitely a good one. To, and you guys will want to be there for that. So you can Bring buy friends. and Bring register friends. for this conference at yep. impactconference.life. And it's very inexpensive. It's very inexpensive. It's like 25 bucks. Yeah, it really is. It, and what's the purpose behind that? Because most conferences are very expensive. Yeah. Why? The reason why we kept it at that, uh, that cost point is because we want to make sure everybody can come. And back in the day when we were, I was setting the, the parameters, I said, I want to make sure that everybody can come to this thing. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Also, send us an email. You get direct access to Pastor James by shooting an email yeah. to podcast at nlc.life. We'd love to hear from you guys. We've gotten a few emails. Actually, uh, yeah. BBI came in and did uh, questions last week with us. And a couple episodes ago on like episode eight or nine, mm-hmm. we did questions from people who sent it in. Yeah. So that's awesome. We thank you guys for lending your ears to us. Thank you. Thank you. Whatever you're doing, whether you're watching, driving, listening, whatever. Thank you guys so much. We will see you next week for another episode of PJ Talks.